Good evening. On behalf of Walt Disney World, the place where dreams come true, we welcome all of you to Epcot and the World Showcase. We're gathered here tonight around the fire, as people of all lands have gathered for thousands and thousands of years before us to share the light and to share Main Street Meckies. I am your host, your ghost host, your host that is way over his head in this specific episode, Alex. Uh, coming at you from the ether. And I am your other co-ghost host, Noah, and I am similarly in over my head. What's going on? Stick around to find out. Welcome to Main <laughs> Street Meckies, the show where two hopeful Imagineers and real-life engineers talk about Disney, theme parks, and all that inhabit them. And are about to, like, absolutely just dive headfirst into... Into something. <laughs> A crazy project that we decide that we are going to, and in case uh, we we have some people like Noah who are 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 Disneyland uh, Disneyland lovers and really really just stick to the to the West Coast, um, or if we just have newer Disney fans that have no idea what I just said, <laughs> uh, that was actually the intro to Illuminations Reflections of Earth, the fireworks show. Oh. It does go on for, like, another half a paragraph, but I, I didn't want to do that. I appreciate your brevity. That was a, a well-timed introduction. I was wondering what that was. It kind of had a Dracula vibe at first, and then it settled into something... Oh, no, something, that's not what I was going for. Something more hostly <laughs> and ghost-hosty. No, it was good, it was good. While you were oh. doing that, I don't know if this is just a bad omen or something, but while you were doing that, I looked to my left and I spotted a pile of cat puke on the rug next to my chair. Oh, so no. That's the omen we've got <laughs> going That's into not what this I want. Episode. That's not what we need. All right. Well, who should introduce it after that wonderful little tidbit? Well, I mean, you, you start. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody, welcome to Noah and I's, uh, I would say, dream project slash pet project slash possible uh, mistake, Yay. but it will be a wonderful <laughs> one, uh, a little ditty we are calling Breaking Ground. Right, a bunch of lousy bozos, get out of the way, we got work to do, we're Breaking Ground! And what Breaking Ground is, I don't know if we're doing a theme There's song. There's gonna be one. a theme song. I'm editing this week. <laughs> I'll do a theme song. <laughs> but what Breaking Ground is, is Noah and I's, uh, this time it's going to be a four-part, four-part four episode part. series where Noah and I design from essentially the ground up an entirely new Disney park. What this uh, park will consist of is a main hub and theme, which is what we're going to be focusing on today, and then three lands, which will each have a dark ride or a story ride, depending on how we want to go with it, a thrill ride, and then a restaurant. And then, depending on how it's going, either there is going to be a overall big show or a bunch of little shows. We're, we're, we're not fully sold on either one. We're going to let the park tell us. Uh, which one we're going <laughs> well, with? Let the park guide us. Let us let us know what it wants. Mm -hmm. This is it's it's gonna be a doozy. Uh, we've yeah. we've kind of been warming up for this by doing our mouse geared at the end of every episode, and then the mega mouse geared full on full length episodes. But this is like 
this is it's a whole thing and the fact that we're going to be doing it in just four episodes is it's gonna be interesting and yeah i believe we're gonna try and do more than one release per week in december right Yes, we yeah. are. So that's yeah, we're going to try to wrap this up before before the end of the holidays. So by the time we hit the new year, we will have done our first breaking ground, have our first full theme park, and uh we will rest over the holidays and have a break. And we won't <laughs> think a... about it for a couple weeks and it'll be great. Yeah. Well, should we get oh, right man. into it? <laughs> I think we have to. So let's let's start off with with rules. So just a couple things for the listeners, because of how much we have to fit into these episodes. Because we we have to do a land an episode, which means we're designing two rides an episode. We might not go as crazy with the technical descriptions. We might be a little bit more brief. And and an, another uh, restraint we are lifting from ourselves, which is different from Mouse Geared, is we are allowed to use Disney IP in movies. So that is one little help we're giving to us so that these episodes are not three hours long. Yay! For all of no us. no one would listen to that. <laughs> no yes, one. no one would listen to that, and we don't want to record that. Ooh, yeah, we wouldn't listen so. to that, so we're all on the same team there. <laughs> So that's the first rule, that Disney IP and movies are allowed for us to use. So we can do... For some reason, I keep saying a Coco ride, and I think it's just because visually that movie is stunning. It, the, uh, you, you make a good point, sir. It, that is yeah. a fantastic film. A, another thing, that another rule, uh, all of our names and concepts are going to be original to us. We're going to come up with them on the podcast. Or we're either going to... For the names, might be a bit different. The names might come to us later and we will post them as the episodes come up <laughs> we, um, we are notoriously bad at coming up with names for the yes, rides and when we we're put on with. this kind of, yeah no when we're, when we're put on this kind of time frame i don't think we have like 40 minutes to just him and ha over a name no so so we will probably unless it's like right there we will put like a placeholder name and then we will post what the what the names we come up yeah. with are uh, along with a final description of the entire park. And then the only other rule that we have written down is that every every land must have a dark ride, a story ride, or a story ride, a thrill ride, and a restaurant. So those three things need to be apparent, along with just the general theming of the land. The only quote-unquote land that will not have those three things is the main hub. So when we say main hub, uh, think uh, in Magic Kingdom and Disneyland, the, that's the main street, that, that's your entrance into the park, that's your center wheel if we design it like that. Uh, Epcot, it's the, it's the Future World Pavilion, um, that, that general area that doesn't have any rides, but it's where you centralize and then go off to your place. So that's what we're going to be doing today. The goal is to have the theme what we want the entrance slash main hub to look like, and then a weenie, which if you haven't listened to all of our episodes or don't know this, (laughs) the weenie (laughs) is the big attraction in the, or not big attraction, the big like view focal piece. The attention getter. Yes. It's the, it's the Cinderella's castle, the sleeping Beauty's cap castle, spaceship earth, the tree of life. Those centerpiece things that you see in the park and it drives you towards where 
where we want you to go as Imagineers. Did I miss anything? I think you you explained the rules wonderfully, and oh, hearing about them just made me get a little more nervous about fulfilling those requirements, but there's no better <laughs> time to start than right now, because we're already almost 10 minutes in. Oh, and, uh, Lord. Okay. So our goal for this episode is to have the theme for our park, a weenie, and the general look, I would say, of our, our yeah. hub slash central area. Mm-hmm. So... Let's start high concept for theme for right. the entire park. So this will dictate what the lands are going to be themed as, which will dictate what the rides are going to be themed as. This is where we're going to draw everything else down the line from. So do you have any ideas right off the bat? So so I'm bringing behind the bit a little bit. Uh, Noah and I have been back, back and forth talking about general theme because this is the thing that could take the longest. So we have been bouncing off ideas. So just to throw it out there again, I had an idea, and it's not not necessarily I'm in love with it. I think it's just interesting. Okay. <laughs> of creating essentially a Disney park that was the, quote, Disney vault, essentially. All right. Of the older, more retired, like the, the, the classic generation of Disney. And so that's where you'd see, like, your Sleeping Beauty, your... Uh, your Cinderella's, your Alice in Wonderland's, your... I even thought it would be really cool to do, like, a full Steamboat Willie slash World of Colorland. Ooh. Um, okay. So, something like that, where the, the idea of the park would be that as time goes on, like, obviously Disney is going to update, but there's always time to look back on where you came from. Yeah. And it would be a place for adults to share like the Disney of their childhoods almost. Yeah. Um, where like those things would go. Now that has issues because it's kind of like Epcot, right? It would have to be continuously updated. Right. Because eventually Steamboat Willie, Steamboat Willie's not even the Disney of our childhood. It's just Disney history. Right. Um, but even like Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast and stuff like that, like unless you are actively showing your kid those movies, they are not going to see those movies. And when those kids become adults, those lands mean nothing to them. That's true. And so so that's why I don't I don't necessarily like that one. What I I, I know you got a notebook. I <laughs> and so let's let's hear an idea. Well, so before before I get into my list, do you have do you, so a lot of these are just like they're not even flushed out. These are just like thoughts of things that could be cool if they were a full some of them are better themed for a full park. Some of them are better themed for just a land. Um, but I'm just going to go through them. And, and okay. afterwards, you let me know if anything sticks out. The first two I wrote down are just uh, exploration and invention, which are incredibly vague. And I was just getting myself into the headspace. But okay. invention kind of being like what Epcot's future world had going on with like mm-hmm. interventions and like, um, why can't I remember? The, oh, Communicore, East and West yeah. and, and all that stuff. Um, I've just wrote sizes of being, but basically the theme is that you're walking into a, like a mad scientist testing ground and each of the lands within the park, you get shrunk or grown to a different size and the world around you changes to show like, you know, in this land, you're the size of, you know, one of Andy's toys in Toy Story, for example, or in this one, you're a giant and the buildings are small. Um, there's that. I wrote down steampunk just because I thought it'd be cool and I couldn't think of any other places that did a steampunk themed park. 
um, light slash the history of light. And this one would be more culturally focused on how different cultures throughout history have looked at like either the sun or light or how it came from like, you know, a mythical thing to something we control. So you've got one area that's just like, I don't know. We kind of talked about this when we did a mouse geared of, I think it was Dumbo. It was either Dumbo or Aladdin's Magic Carpets. One of the stupid, it was Aladdin's Magic, it was Aladdin's Magic yeah. Carpets. And I said, we said um, an Atlantis one where you've got like a temple motif, but also there's like LEDs lining all of the fine details. And it's like a futuristic historical thing. And on the other side, you've got modern day, you know, technology, LEDs, Wreck-It Ralph, video game interior, that kind of thing. That's that one. A massive Greek palace, and the king of the palace has invited you in for a festival. Uh, undersea laboratories, or like a bubble world, like giving a kind of uh, Star Wars undersea world kind of vibe. Space station, just because I thought that'd be cool. Um, I, I wrote Animal Sanctuary for Cryptids, and then I realized that's just Vault of the Unseen. That's Vault of the Unseen, the park. I was like, no, we can't just turn that into a whole park. Um, I mean, we could, we, but we could, we but can't. we've kind of already done that. Uh, and then the yeah. last one I wrote was uh, an entire park dedicated to different genres of music and music creation throughout different cultures. So okay. So those okay. were the ones that I spat out on the page before I felt like I had exhausted those thoughts. Did any of those jump out? So so two really jumped out to me. Uh-huh. Not not saying that all the other ones were bad. Like I liked I liked all of them, but like two specifically yeah. that jumped out at me like had some. So the music and exploration. Uh huh. Those two jumped out at me, and so I'll tell you why. Uh, music just seems like a really cool idea and music Mm -hmm. is something that really unites us. Right. Um, I don't, the only thing is I don't know how we could get three. I mean, we could do like three lands as like three different genres of music. That's what I was thinking. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but I also don't know how to, cause like even, even Epcot like has some Disney or I guess when it started, it really did not have any Disney IP, but like there, there's, there's plenty of stuff involving, music like disney yeah. music is a huge thing exploration it, th- that one hit me because i had a thought while uh-huh. i was driving to work the other day Ooh, best thoughts. so there are some fantastic quote-unquote b-list disney movies right the 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 movies that people do not really talk about atlantis treasure planet oh. wally um uh 20,000 leagues under the sea oh, like yeah. there there are some amazing disney movies and a lot of them are centered on exploration right and so one one of my ideas was i was like man it would be really cool to do a park where some of these like hidden gems can mm-hmm. effectively live right like we we have a not build a park to showcase them but there are some really cool treasure planets especially like hit me on this one atlantis is a huge one for this that have beautiful world design like absolutely incredible yeah and hit people different like hit people super different when it comes to theming so i I do i do like exploration i really like exploration i also really like music i'm not i'm honestly not sure i mean i i think I think music can play a part in whatever we end up choosing, no matter what, like music's still going to be a part of it. And if we do 
end up using some Disney IPs, then there's going to be music that accompanies those. So it's not the end of the world if we don't go with music. Like, we'll still get to put an emphasis on that no matter what we choose. I do, I like what you just suggested with the exploration one. And I, I thought of that one first. That was the first thing I wrote down because Disney kind of has toyed with like the society of explorers and adventurers, the sea throughout like a lot of the rides that they and created. And the adventurers club. And the adventurers club. Like I'm there, sold. There are I'm these sold. kind of like underground lore stories that Disney has created, but not directly acted on. And I know that there's a huge fan base for the Adventurers Club and then the SEA. And I, I believe they've started writing like a children's book series about the SEA. So they're they're getting more forward about it. But just that that kind of spirit of exploration, research, experimentation, you know, for pro- progressing what we know in this kind of fantastical, you know, he's a jungle adventurer slicing through the trees, and this guy's a sailor that delves deeper into the unknown than any other has. That kind of thing. If we could capture that and put it in this park, then there's so many ways we could take that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like sold. I'm like so sold. The moment you mentioned, so the Adventures Club, like my family would go to the Adventures Club in downtown Disney like every year. Oh, man. And then they... And it's no longer there. It's right. now a place called Edison's. Um, Wait, can but you... I have the piece of Disney history pin for oh, the Adventurers Club. Of course Club. you do. Can you, um, can you oh, describe yeah. it really quick for those of us, including me, who oh aren't super God. familiar How with do it? I, <laughs> how do I describe it? I was a kid, too, so like memories are kind of fuzzy. But the Adventurers Club was effectively like a hangout. It wasn't... It was a... Like, kids were allowed, but it was effectively kind of like a bar. Uh-huh. And, in downtown Disney where it was all themed and like all the cast members were in character and there were like characters that would come around like the maid was was their own like person they were they were an actor that played this maid and uh-huh. there was a, there was like a few other members of the adventurers club and that would like mill around and like come through the bar and then there was also this like stat not statue like animatronic uh like hunter and like in the stereotypical like not savannah the like jungle hunter vibe where he had like a red shirt and like one of those savannah hats um and a rifle and he would like (laughs) yell at people if i'm remembering correctly it it was just this wonky place that had like all these hidden stuff in it like like everything was like subtly themed All, all of the all of the uh the seats had like elephant foot uh bottoms which which like I'm saying more and more I'm understanding why this place isn't around anymore <laughs> at, at the state that it was because that's like super problematic because it was obviously implied that that <clears throat> elephant was poached. Oh, um, they were like literally elephant feet, not like carved wood to look like elephant feet, but like... W- no, 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 it was carved wood to look oh, like okay. elephant feet, but it was really carved to look like elephant feet. Oh, okay. Like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, look at this wooden elephant foot. It right. was, hey, this is an elephant foot. Don't worry, it's a it's made out. Okay, but in the so in the lore of story, in the story, it's elephant. Okay, that's what I mean. Okay, yeah, and there and there was like like bones and and other stuff that they had they had collected on their journeys, and so just a ton of lore and stuff. It was a super cool place. I am sold on exploration. Sweet, and I have an idea for the weenie, but we'll wait till later. Okay, so is. 
I, I guess so is the theme exploration or do we want to boil that down to something more specific or just leave it kind of vague? Because a lot of the parks, like a lot of the Disney parks, don't really necessarily have an explicit theme. Like, right, they right. just all kind of fit. Like Magic Kingdom I, is just Magic it, it's Kingdom. It's just its own yeah. thing. And then like even with Epcot, like you could say that's like community, I guess, and like the future, but those are two kind of different things. Animal Kingdom has, you know, wildlife preservation but, like, yeah, we don't have to say, like, this is the theme of the park. It can more just be, like, this is our guiding principle for the decisions we're going to make. I think, I think, I think go with guiding principle, I think, is the way to go. I think the the thing is, though, Disney did get more and more specific on their themes. Like, Magic Kingdom was just Magic Kingdom. But yeah. they're also, <laughs> it was modeled off of Disneyland. And before Disneyland, there was no reference. It was just dump everything into the park. Yeah, Epcot was specific, like a little bit more narrow down where it was about like the future and community. And then once they got to Hollywood Studios, it was about Hollywood. And then Animal Kingdom is about animals and wildlife preservation. And yeah. then they just threw in a dinosaur land. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think we can, I think we can go with the general theme of exploration as our guiding principle, like. Like humanity's drive for exploration, their 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 want yeah. for something new, I think is is kind of like that that driving feel. When people walk in, they should be excited to find new things. Yeah, Ooh. is I think what what we should focus on. Another thing I had in mind when I first wrote that down is in Disneyland Paris, they don't have Tomorrowland; they have Discoveryland, and a big emphasis on that whole land is just. It, it's mostly a steampunk theme land, but it was like a Jules Verne version of the future, and you know everything is steampunky, copper everything. But the theme is still this is what the future could have looked like. Go learn about it, and I think if we keep that same air of, of you know, we're not saying this is the future. We're not saying this is what's out there to be discovered, but this is something that you could discover in this park. So, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be based on real existent things, but as long as the stories we're telling are believable. Like, I'm just saying, like, we don't need to have all of the things in this park be, you know, go discover whatever this wonder of the world or go do this in the Sahara or something like that. No, no, and and honestly, I don't think we should, because that's that's the mistake Epcot made, right? Was mm-hmm. was it's hard to keep up with that, right? The, I think the thing that we should make sure we remember is that exploration does not mean going and seeing something, like that's not what it um. always means. Writing literature is exploration. Uh, you and I doing what we're doing right now is True. exploration, creating new things, finding new ways to think about, think about the world, to, to create new worlds like that, that kind of stuff. That's all exploration. You're exploring your mind. You're exploring new spaces. You're exploring new, new places. Yeah. Just they might not necessarily be real. Okay. Yeah. And so I think if we keep that in mind, I think we can fall, fall out of that. We, we shouldn't strive as like. Look what we can find in the future. That that shouldn't be it. Mm. We should we should take people to amazing new places that don't. Uh, the way that I see this is, we should take people to places that don't exist. Mm-hmm. But the goal of the, it is for them to experience something new, to to explore and find something new, 
simply for the purpose of exploring. I like that. And I, I especially like the, the, you know, exploration is not purely physically going somewhere and seeing a new thing. If we put a focus on, yes, it can be that, but there's also internal exploration and there's, you know, it's personal to you. It's not, you know, the human race or this country or whatever. It's like, you are going to come in here and you're going to feel like you discovered something new and you're going to feel like you've been changed by whatever you've discovered. I think that should be the goal for someone to go in and out of this, this land or not this land, this whole park. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. All right, cool. We have a theme and, or a, a guiding principle now, we're not going to talk about any of the lands, but we, no. we do got to talk about what are people going to see right when they walk into this park. Yeah, so what, what do we want our, our entrance to be? What, how do we kickstart that feeling of like, I'm going out and I'm exploring. I almost feel like we should have the entrance be into some kind of blown up version and a little more serious version of the Adventurers Club in that it's it can be like the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, but something to kind of show, you know, tell the story of the land or not the land, tell the story of the park and show everyone like here's what has been done here and here's this thing that you can go see and just not necessarily being the weenie but just priming you for the experience of like okay i need to be an active participant in this park i need to pay attention there are things i can see there are details everywhere there's a story to be told rather than well yeah i don't know what else it would be because i'm picturing Magic Kingdom and Disneyland having Main Street as kind of that primer into the park. Yeah. But, you know, in some of the other parks, there's not necessarily that kind of entrance. I mean, in Epcot, you've got, I don't know, whatever they're putting in front of Spaceship Earth now. Um, yeah, but it, it's 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 a pathway surrounded by yeah. like, like shops and curios and stuff like that. Right, like that's, yeah. that's the formula, right? Like it's... some some full on immersion right when you get in, so that the the thinking you have to do after that doesn't feel like such heavy lifting, so that you're already bought into it once you've gotten to the actual attractions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, I got an idea. All kind right. of just thinking thinking off of go for it off of that. Like we like we want to do an adventures club thing, right? Like we want to we want to bring them into the underlying thing. I think the adventures clubs are like those characters from that mythos should be around the park, and they yeah. they are they should be the only characters in this park that are allowed to move land to land. Yeah, because that that's makes a rule sense. across Disney parks, right? Is is that you don't see somebody from Tomorrowland in Frontierland? You don't see somebody from Germany walking through uh, Italy. Like that's that's the rules of the park. Yeah, they are the exception to that rule, and it's going to stand out to the guests, which is huge. Like that's what we want. Yeah. So your front entrance, like you, like you said, should be an introduction to these people and to what they've done. So. What if we made the front entrance a museum? That sounds... Yeah, so I like that, yeah. Here's, here's my thought. Not just a museum, but oh, a museum not. gateway. Okay. And so so that's the vaguest way I could have possibly said that. <laughs> um, Elaborate. So 
we let people walk through. Let's say we got like five or six lines. Well, not really lines, but like pathways to walk into the park. It's effectively like this big archway that tr- just kind of creates like a big open air room. Mm-hmm. But along the walls and in between these pathways are are essentially exhibits. Like they are artifacts brought from these different worlds. They are articles. They are all these different things about these people. And that if you want to stop, you can take a step to the side and read these things and learn about the the mythos of the park. Like, just full create a backstory for this thing. And the, like, the culminating act of these people would be to create this place that you're walking into, which is effectively like a hub to these different worlds that they've found and they've gone and explored. And they've created these gateways to get you from one to the other instantly. And so uh, it would be like this big open kind of archway. I'm thinking like almost like above is just a ton of like, r- like almost like running starlight or something almost like, uh, almost like the all frost in Thor kind of like that kind of vibe where it's like lights are running. You feel like you're traveling. And I'm sorry, I just bumped my mic twice. This is going to happen a lot. This There's episode, a lot of viewers. passion right now. You're good. Um, and so you walk through this like museum with all these different things telling you the story of the park. And as you exit into it, you exit into this big, like almost like bizarre trading hub. Like kind of if you took Galaxy's Edge and Main Street and threw them together. And so you got a bunch of like little, instead of big shops, you got a bunch of little curio shops. Or, yeah. Like, like uh like outdoor style right shops yeah all surrounding the weenie um and off in the distance you see these gateways kind of like how they do god i am so sorry (laughs) uh (laughs) we do these gateways kind of like how they do in magic kingdom right um that lead into our three different lands and so you can see all three of them at once but the gateways block the view into them Uh uh-huh and so each one you will feel like you are walking into a new space. So I I just want to be inside the picture that's in your head right now. Yeah. So, sorry. It's so no, hard no, to you're describe good. this. So so right when you walk in the park, you you know, just you you just scanned your ticket or whatever and you're walking in. You are in are you in this big the gateway area right away? So I'm thinking just to like uncondensed crowds, you almost need like that in between spot. Right. So I'm thinking like there's the gate for where you scan your ticket mm-hmm. and then you kind of walk a little further. You have that in between spot, kind of like how they, they have the bridge for magic kingdom uh, or the, the train. That oh goes yeah, across. yeah. Like there's that in between spot. Um, I'm thinking, can I have one of those? And it's like, kind of like highly vegetated, almost like animal kingdom. Okay. Kind of give you that sense of, like, into the unknown kind of thing. Right. And then maybe instead of, like, a modern-looking gateway, the museum almost looks like an old, almost, like, temple-y I, kind of look. I sent a picture in our Discord. Let me look. It's the the um, the Pantheon, and this is what yes, I was picturing exactly. when you said... Okay. Exactly. So yes. So you're saying, like... Like each of those little alcoves that's inside this temple could be the the gateway to one of the three lands. Actually, so I wasn't necessarily saying that. Um, I was saying go like full open air. Uh huh. Um, but that that's kind of the layout that I'm thinking for. Like once 
or that that was the layout that I was thinking in my head for once you get past the museum. Okay, so the museum is a separate thing from the gateways. Museum is purely just the entrance. Okay, gotcha. So there's that's that's at least what was in my head. Yeah, no, and, and I just want to make sure I, I get what you're saying. So you walk in, you do your tickets. There's a little transition period where there's some vegetation. And then you go into the museum. And that's where mm-hmm. you're learning the lore of the characters that have done the exploring and kind of what they've done and what this land is. And, and maybe then... we still kind of do like the Pantheon look. So And like there's, there's alcoves that have the exhibits now yeah. rather than it being like lines. And so you can truly like just go straight through, just... I don't want to read. Let's yeah. go in. <laughs> or you could you could walk around the circle and like learn about all the founders of the of the is it you said it was the sea? Yeah, the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Yeah, okay. So the the sea and then the Adventurers Club and like all these different groups culminating together. And then why they did this would be like kind of at the end. And uh, maybe like there's a huge plaque that you see as you walk in like something about the 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 heart of exploration and stuff like that yeah kind of like a a motto of the park that you see as you go in nice nice and so you get Um, you get through that and then is i'm picturing like a a kind of path that leads you to this gateway where you can split off into the lands yeah yeah i think a path would work or honestly just like full out oh have you ever you've seen uh disney disney ocean right the the tokyo no i haven't okay or it's like disney seas it's i can't remember the the tokyo disneyland it's like this huge open space is kind of like how they do their park it's right. not very yeah it's not very guided oh kinda, wait wait, wait. Like, are you sorry to interrupt are you talking about no, no. um so like kind of the like the big cove they've got at tokyo disney I'm just like more the... kind of talking about like the the feeling of it. Like it's a very open feeling yeah. space that okay. leads out to their different lands. Kind of like how Epcot does it as well, where yeah. it's like you you step out and you're in like a full open space. That's at least what I was thinking. Okay, I gotcha. No, okay, I understand now. We're on the same page. So, um, is I guess is the weenie gonna be this kind of pantheon looking museum? Oh no. Or is it going to be... Oh, no. I got an idea for the weenie. Oh, you've weenie. got an idea for the weenie. Okay. Because I'm guessing that's going to be either at or directly in front of, like, where you can go to the different lands. So, so I am not... Uh, let me... I, I don't want to just literally be talking the entire time. But um, go for it. We're, we're just okay. bouncing ideas. A giant sundial. Okay. Continue. A massive sundial that... As it goes across the day, we do like this cool, ornate, kind of looking sundial. At, at first glance, it's going to look like pretty meh, right? Sure. We tell nobody about this. We wait to see how long it takes people to figure out. Because at certain points of the day, as the shadow of the sundial goes across the park, different things will happen and be revealed as the sundial huh. goes across so, so like the gateways light up as the sundial shadow goes across them for the different lands different buildings show different symbols and like interactions and stuff like that so when you say a giant sundial you're saying like a giant sundial that can cast a shadow I, on 
like, I mean, entire land. Not 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 a shadow on the entire land, uh-huh. but at least like maybe point, showing that's pointed towards a gateway. Like like enough to show it's like this is where it's going. Uh-huh. That's I don't know, that might be too bonkers. I mean, uh, I just need to so I'm picturing like the triangle sitting on top of a piece of yes. stone. Is it is it still sitting where it's it's flat with the ground and it's raised above all of the gateways or it's kind of in the center of all of them? I was thinking kind of in the center. Uh-huh. Almost like like think of like how a tree of life is centered in animal kingdom right. and the lands are kind of like radialed around it. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that it could be there and then as it would, it, it doesn't even need to hit the lands. Like maybe it just has like this cool, like compass rose around the bottom of it, like a mosaic yeah. that lights up as it, as the day goes on and it does its, its shadow goes across. Like it, that, that to me, just having that aspect and not telling anybody about it <laughs> and then just watch like that's, that's discovery in its purest form, right? Like that's somebody going, Hey, that wasn't light up, lit up last time we were here. Right. Like, and that's why, been lit up every day at why noon. Why is it like that? Why is that, always light, why is that always lit up? And then, like, slowly figuring, like, maybe there's, like, some clues or something. Maybe We could put a treasure hunt in this park, Noah. Oh, we, we absolutely must put a treasure hunt in this park. <laughs> I really like the idea of, of something that, as time passes, like, that area that it affects is dynamically changing... And so if, if you happen upon it, it's like a, you, you're literally discovering something and you have to do thinking to figure out, you know, why it's like that. I love that. If I Is there something different that we could do than a, than a sundial? I'm like, trying like... to think of, because, yeah, I, I like the idea of the shadow casting something and that having an effect. But also whatever is casting the shadow needs to be, you know, interesting and pretty enough that it can be easily you know symbolized on a map or something like how the disney maps have like spaceship earth tree of life you know tower of terror yeah. something a big that, triangle is a big triangle fun. but if i i think we could still whatever ends up being put there and it could also just be you know a statue of something that casts a shadow it could be um the gateway area itself if we do end up like framing the different gateways to the different lands with something um i'm trying to think i I really like the compass rose whether that's something that's just like on the ground in the area or or something else like that could be the symbol for the whole park if if it ends up being that way um i was looking up the society of explorers and adventurers i think they have an official logo oh maybe not um Wow, there's a there's a surprising it, amount of lore. <laughs> oh, there is a ton of lore. Hey, do you know? Can you structure the inside of a crystal to make shapes on the ground with light? I think you can. I think you could. You could laser etch the inside of a piece of glass to do that. Yeah. Um, so yes. What about a giant? Uh, a giant crystal, like a giant crystalline structure that as the sun hits it puts images onto the ground that's really cool <laughs> that sounds i don't honestly... know if it's possible but it's really cool <laughs> it's imagineering we can make anything happen 
this is just the story of this is just high concept stuff that so i'm i'm picturing like a massive crystal cluster Mm -hmm. that is just kind of like bursting out of the ground or maybe it's put on a pedestal or something and it is at the center of a giant compass rose and you've got you know you walk into this area from from one of the cardinal directions and then all of the other three lead you to one of the three lands and at the very center is this massive crystal structure that sounds pretty cool so so the only the only thing that i worry about is uh-huh. if we're using the crystal as the light source one overcast it's done true if it rains it's done but Maybe something. Di- what if we just plan something different for when it's rain? When it rains, that's one of the pieces of the puzzle. If it's raining and o- raining or overcast, something else happens. If it's raining or if it's overcast, then maybe light can be shot up through the bottom of the crystal, and instead of too. casting shadows, it projects light onto specific points of the little gateway area. So one. Uh... One thing I was thinking, instead of putting it onto the compass rose, I think the compass rose mm-hmm. mosaic is like required. Yeah. I think that would look so cool. What if we had kind of a ring around around the crystal mm-hmm. that was attached to it and that's what it showed its images on? So the guests could kind of get up close and look along the inside. So then it would hide it too. You wouldn't see it directly on the ground. You would have to get up close kinda of up close and personal with this thing and actually look at it. I'm... And you would be able to see this, like, images and symbols and stuff like that put up there to kind of, like, begin slash end slash middleize your treasure hunt as you're going around here. Have you... You've played Skyrim. Oh, yes, I've played Skyrim. I'm now picturing where you get the Elder Scroll from with, like, that kind of... Yes, oculory... yes, that's what's in my head, too. Okay, awesome. Yeah, like, there's there are these things kind of surrounding it and it's kind of looks like, Oh, what's the name of it? Is it oculory or like observatory for like those mechanical kind of solar system models? Yeah. That, yeah. That style of things surrounding it. And then, yeah, on there's like a big, you know, a circular scroll or just sheet or something that all of this stuff is projected onto. So you have to get up next to it to look at the inside of that, to see what it's projecting. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it almost like like if depending on the sunlight, it could project down. I mean, it's light's going to refract. So even when it's high noon, if it's directly above, it's going to refract either out in some way or or we just plan something for when it can't shine. So it doesn't always have yeah. to shine a picture. I think no matter what, we should have it I like moving away from this being like a weather dependent thing. That's true. Yeah, we should just have lights. If we just have just doing time dependent and light coming from the bottom, I think that's a better idea. It it could also just be something like during the day, there's no light being shot up through it. And on the outside of this kind of uh, screen around the crystal, there are things to look at. But then when it's lit from the inside and it's like a like a scrim in theater or something where it's see through when it's lit from one side or the other, then that's when you have to look at the inside of it. So it can still be like kind of lighting slash time dependent, but it's more controlled that way. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. So what 
what's going to be projected through or refracted through this crystal. I think that might be a... The way that I see it, I would love for it to be clues to this treasure hunt. Awesome. Like, that's... To to me, that, that seems like the natural thing. Either clues to the treasure hunt... Or like maybe maybe we have multiple kind of trails. Like we have a bunch of adventurers club members. What if each person did a hunt? Yeah, that and would so be... different people's hunts start at different times. So it's it's not always the same people going after the same clues. We got like seven or eight hunts that go go around the park to different spots. So like at noon, so and so's first clue is there. At one o'clock in the Ooh. afternoon, so and so's clues there. Yeah, we. Ooh, I mean, okay. it doesn't take too much to do like like kind of treasure hunts like that. And right. It's Disney. We could do one per hour. It's or one per park hour. Like it would not be too too crazy. And it doesn't even have to be. You know, you look at the clue, go to this place, and you receive a thing. It can just be something that that member contributed to the whole experience so yeah you know um this is another skyrim reference so sorry if you don't get it um but like well even in video games in general sometimes there are like secret treasure maps that you will just find Mm -hmm. and they'll say like i buried this much gold next to this thing or if you go to this spot you'll see this and you go there and it's like a weird view or like a weird historical artifact that's obviously not put out on display, but you found it because you knew what to do. If that's yeah. the kind of thing that I think that should be what it leads to versus like, ah, uh, I don't think you treasure... get a thing at the end. Yeah. Of it. It, it should be. I mean, that's the whole point of the park, right? It's exploration right. for exploration's sake. Yeah. So I think these are these are where we're going to get our lore nuts right like the the people that love disney lore that love the knowledge behind people that listen to this podcast would (laughs) these are the people you're going after right because because regardless you still got the rides you still got amazing scenery you have everything else that these parks have but this park's like special bread and butter is the fact that it takes this lore that some of the guests absolutely adore Mm -hmm. and it puts it underneath it doesn't throw it at your face because that's not what would that's not what does it justice that's not what they did per the war it hides it 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 lets you become part of the story i think that's perfect i i'm excited about this that's okay i think so so we i think we got our weenie we got our entrance Do, do we do what do we do like in in between like what what's in between our weenie and then they would split off to the three lands, right? Right. So isn't that the the museum is what's between the entrance and the weenie? Do we want I mean I guess we could yeah. I, I, I think that actually yeah. I mean that we works. could we could do that or we could also put in that um so it could be like entrance, museum, and then along this path to the weenie can be that kind of like outdoor marketplace that you mentioned earlier if we want to put it that there might, I, i'm worried that might be one too many things that's like fair. that i i like we're getting close to that like critical mass of like things of going on what do we look at kind of thing yeah um maybe we just have the occasional like what if we just had so what if we kind of kept the whole like jungly not we're getting close to animal kingdom there but <laughs> but um Huh, maybe like a pathway or 
And then all all I know is there there has to be like one or two shops there, right? Because like generally the main right. hub has the shopping centers. One of them could be Multiverse Traders. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's no rule that says we have to do that. If we want to just keep this entrance area purely story focused, and then each land can have its own respective kind of shopping, we can do that as well. Because it, it seems like we're kind of we're we're putting a lot of story in at the entrance as there should be. There's a lot of story going on from the moment you enter all the way to the weenie and maybe throwing in some kind of shopping experience would kind of break that illusion before it's fully Mm -hmm. formed. So maybe just between like the museum and the gateway and the weenie, you just have, you know, a path ornately lined with, you know, crystals that look like the main crystal but they're smaller and they're actually lighting elements or something like to kind of hint at it yeah i love that i I love doing the crystals and then maybe those crystals are what are what are powering your gateways into the other there you go that's how you like wrap it like you're in a central place that is outside of where you just came from and it and it these crystals are what laying it's almost like a you're you're at a halfway point you're you're in layover yeah (laughs) um so okay i love that i love that and then yeah and what would you think about just kind of leaving that space kind of open having like like maybe like like a quick counter service food place or something like that like like just something so that there's something there Um, right some like kind of confectionery because i've noticed like most of the parks have some sort of like sweets kind of thing yeah in that area so that people can get it if they're in the area. Yeah. But, um, so like really sparse on the shops, but leave it open for the fireworks. Yeah. Like leave it open so that there is plenty of room for people to gather around. Cause I don't think we can not do a fireworks around the crystal. Or we have some to sort do a show. Yeah. The, the crystal that crystal's gotta to be... be damn big. The crystal's gotta be, it's going to be big, but it's, oh, it's going to look so cool. Cause yeah, this yeah. isn't just, you know, a 10 foot tall crystal or something. It has to be something that's visible. The second you walk into the open air, once Mm -hmm. you're like fully in the park and it should be visible from most places within the park. It's got a pop. It's got a a super pop. Oh, all right. I I, I feel good about this. I I feel feel really good about this. I'm excited about this. This sounds, Oh, this is going to be fun. We're doing it again. We're making a place that we can't visit, but it sounds yep. so cool. Ugh. Why are we so good at this? Darn. <laughs> oh, gosh. And this we... is why you got to get that job. You got to get a job at Disney and then All get right. them to hire me from <laughs> yeah. home. And then, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You convince them to let me work from home. And then we got this. Like, we'll, we'll make our park. I go. Not only do you need to hire my friend Alex here, you need to let him work from home because yes, he's staying in Oregon. He'll travel up for sure, but he's living in Oregon. <laughs> he will take comped trips anytime. But uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, awesome! I think we achieved all of the goals we set out at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, and we made good time. We're at like fifty minutes or so. Yeah, this actually might be one of our shortest episodes. Beautiful. which is funny but we 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 narrowed that down i love your exploration idea this, that was i love so where good. you took it with tying it in with like the lore that people obviously already love that disney's created and bringing it to life um fun facts uh i'm guessing you're not super familiar with the sea 
not terribly. I'm more familiar with the Adventurers Club, but honestly, like, now that we're doing this, I'm gonna have to deep dive into this lore. You do. There are a couple of good videos on YouTube about the lore surrounding it, but a couple of the members of the SDA, and I'm reading this, I don't have this memorized or anything, um, Lord Mystic from Mystic Manor in Hong Kong Disney is a member. Oh, yeah. Harrison Hightower, who is the antagonist of Tower of Terror in Shanghai, I think. Albert Falls of Jungle Cruise Infamy. Um, okay. The This guy, I believe, is like the proprietor of the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Is he the guy on the speakers? I don't... Th- well, he honestly looks like he could be. And his, his <laughs> that name... That was going to be my next question. His name is Bonobus T. Bullion. So... He is so the guy on the speakers. He, he probably will, is that guy. I refuse any other headcanon. <laughs> but yeah, we will we'll do some research b- between this and the next episode on, on the SEA. Because this lore runs deep. and uh, Where we are... will knock out two lands next week. Cool. Yeah, we well, so we we can't get too <laughs> cocky about finishing this one early because we did only come up with like a theme and then kind of two areas with this yeah, one. Yeah, we didn't do any rides. For the next one, we got to come up with two rides and a restaurant and a theme for that land. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> All right. We got it. We got it. This so, was good. So this tune good. in for the next episode, y'all, because it's only going to get more crunchy from here on out. It is. And I think think we'll do our normal rigmarole thank you so much for for listening uh to us ramble for somehow only probably when this ends a little bit over an hour yeah uh and thank you for if you've stuck with us this this whole time thank you for for sticking with us on the show and um if you're new welcome welcome Uh, hope you enjoyed your your first jump in and uh, go check out the ones behind this one too, because oh, yeah. they're pretty fun. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, we c- leave us reviews. Reviews yes. make the world go round for a itty bitty podcast like ourselves. So if you loved what you hear, leave us a review. Any star amount is great. We just would love to hear from you. And and thank you so much again for giving us your time. It means a lot to us that you would take time out of your day to hear two uh, people. I didn't know what title to go <laughs> to to engineering type people uh, ramble about our hopes and dreams. Yeah, it's I I am always I'm always surprised when when I hear people that that in, not not just listen but enjoy listening because um, I enjoy making it, but I'm surprised that people enjoy listening to it. Oh yeah, but so, I'm happy you do. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you all so much again for listening. Stay tuned for the following episodes of Breaking Ground, where we will get more in-depth on this wonderful world of exploration. And as always, have a magical day. Yuck! <laughs> wasn't expecting that. I knew wasn't you weren't! I knew you weren't! That's why I did it!